0: Well, golly, it's me, everyone, Crab Nuts the Y'all might notice that today's episode of Boston's favorite son sounds shit. Really, really bad. Unforgivably so. Well, golly, turns out old Jim Sterling used the wrong mic. Well, that's what happens when a Democrat voter runs things.
1: See, yeah, sorry about that. It's uh, it sounds really, really shit. The moment I start recording while I'm on a voice call, it adds background noise. Yeah! It's so weird. Maybe I need to to get maybe a better mic stand. Maybe it just picks up special rumble that happens (laughs) when I'm on a voice call. I don't know what the deal is. (laughs) It's happened on multiple microphones and multiple computers. So it's somehow my error. I don't know if I'm if I emit some sort of field, Jonathan. Some sort of chat.
2: I've always thought it was the programs not getting along. Skype will just suddenly make you sound like when you start recording. No idea why. <laughs> <That's> just me. <laughs>
1: It's because basically, it's happened a lot lately because we haven't talked as regularly. We're not doing weekly recordings. True. So when I see you, I try and tell you everything I've thought about involving you over the month or so. So it just comes out as... <laughs> oh, Darnia type. Yeah, it's,
2: uh, it's always exciting. I feel, uh, I feel like it's uh, zero to 60 and then back to zero. And I'm hoping, hoping I can pick up the pace and, and record oh, we'll more frequently. Pace. It's all about my darn day job. I mean, recording this on a Sunday. Darn day job. Get yourself fired. (laughs) It's not as though we haven't given you plenty
3: of means.
1: We could cost you your job tomorrow if you want, and then you could run free. Would you like to run free, Jonathan?
2: I'd love to, but I need the cash. I've got a mortgage (laughs) now. It's really... No, you don't. You live in the woods. Uh... (laughs) I don't, I n- Come
1: with me, yes, come with me. Take my hand and you'll be free. Come into the forest, climb a tree, what do you see? I hope you see my grandpa shitting in the forest again. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you see my grandpa taking a dump in the woods Cause I think it's good Cause I think you should <laughs> That's great. Take a dump in the woods Jonathan
2: Me too Me and Yes, it's
1: a song I, I was writing for you when I was in the shower I write a lot of songs for you when I'm in the shower I forget them a lot I found out I've got ADHD I think I found that out after the last time we recorded, so it explains why I sing songs about you all the time and forget them. <laughs> but this one I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote this one down because I really, I really wanted you to uh, to hear it. It's a song about me taking you into the forest, uh, having you climb a tree, watch my granddad sort of squat down and uh, take a hot dump uh, near some bushes uh, with berries on them. Don't eat them. That's why he's dumping. Uh, and then suggesting you, Jonathan, do the the same do you want to sync us up for recording should we sync up for recording
2: (laughs) yes yes we wouldn't want any
1: oh i got a cup of tea here. i made that ages ago it's still warm thank fuck let's get to the intro all right
3: jonathan was on road rules northern trail in 1998 Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan Off-Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again.
0: Jonathan. Yes.
1: I have been watching television. Old-fashioned style? Like cable TV? Well, sort of. It's HBO, but it's the HBO Go app, so it's sort of old-fashioned, because HBO is an old channel. Mm-hmm. But... It is brought into the modern world, Jonathan.
3: Now, hang on. I think it's abundantly been made clear that it's not TV, it's HBO.
2: Oh. That was their old catchphrase. It was the home box office. It was supposed to make oh. you feel like you were at the movies in your own home. So it was even older, older timing.
1: Well, the thing is, it's it's like Nintendo. No, no, Like, people, instead of saying play video games, they say I'm going to go play Nintendo. Or instead of having a cola-branded drink, I'm going to have Coca-Cola. I'm going to have a... Oak, right. Mm. So I think these days, instead of saying TV, we should all just say, I'm going to go sit down and watch HBO. I think I'll, I'll watch Netflix on the HBO. <laughs> I think that's what I'd like to see, Jonathan.
2: Sure. Yes. You've been watching HBO Go. Uh huh. Hard
1: body odor. That's what it stands for. Did you say Gozer? Hard body odor. <laughs> <laughs> because when they get their, their boobs out, when they expose their breasts for a pleasure on HBO, you just sit there wanking until you stink me well i wasn't saying you specifically actually it was just a sort of it was it was one of those witty stand-up comedy observations it's like oh we all do that you remember when we we all sit there watching game of thrones from beginning to end wanking ourselves into a stupor without washing
2: (laughs) that's there's a lot of ways to get body odor you chose masturbation It's your choice. So nice. Well,
3: I mean, it's a, it's if you're not winding up producing a stink, are you really doing it right? Right.
1: You want the room to smell of your fuck.
3: Jonathan, you want it to
1: smell of skank, ideally. It's a new product I'm marketing ever since that Game of Girl bathwater started making a lot of money for us, Jonathan, since we started selling your, your bathwater, right? Um, What? I thought we could, we could, we could branch off into other sexy products. Um, So I've been working on a product called skank, Jonathan, which I think you could be the face of. I could be a skank face? Yeah, you could be, you could be the skank face, right? Skank is the sexiest, muskiest substance known to humankind. I've been marketing it as a sort of marital aid, right? What happens, Jonathan, is when you're, like... Hardcore fucking Now I know you're not that into it But every now and then you're like I'm going to add another kid Because you've got like five and you're like, Let's go for a six So you go into some Like raw fucking me? And Yeah, basically the next time you do it Let me know um, Conrad and I will schedule it We'll come and bring some lamps uh, and some receptacles and some gathering tools, because what we want to do is want to turn up the lamps in that room. We want to get it nice and hot. Crank up the AC. 87? Sure. Uh, and then I want you to proceed with the raw fucking... I want it to be sensual. I want it to be sweaty.
2: <laughs> so I'm sensing... Uh, my, all my senses are alive. Oh, yeah. With, with the, the act of sex and... I'm wet? Sweat? I'm sweaty wet? You're sweaty wet, right?
1: Mm. And, and Because you've been fucking so hard. Oh, jeez. And then, this is when Conrad and I come with our spoons and our scrapers and our dishes and our... <laughs> scrapers. Yo! Yeah, because what are we going to do? I'm imagining a sort of like like a stick... <laughs> with like a rubber paddle on the end My mum used to have one of those when she was making cakes I don't know what for, I guess for scraping um, you know, You'd lick the icing off it if you were a good little good little cherub uh, But anyway, we're not licking these ones because they're gathering skank. So we're rubbing <laughs> our scrapers up and down your body, Jonathan And we are getting into every crevice, right? And your lover as well. Because the joy of skank is it's a unisex product. Any gender can use it. Um, We are going to, like, get onto your arms, we're going to get in that crotch, we're going to gather all the fluids available in the room, go right down your crack with it. And that skank, it's basically the collected fluids of
2: raw fucking. It's the worst. Why? It's so many... Parts of the body, Hold many of which are, are, are unappealing. Action. Yeah. On, on a, you know, the, the space in between... I don't know why I'm talking about this. Okay. There, there's there's spaces that only collect the the less than fresh parts of the, the smells.
1: That's a great tagline.
3: <laughs> skank
2: less than fresh. So you
1: know it's like... Dirty.
3: Yeah, there's a there's a sort of a a sexual allure to that, right? That you're doing something wrong. Oh
1: yeah, like this is Grindhouse liquid, Jonathan. <laughs> it's, it's also this is Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, Jonathan.
2: <laughs> it's not. It's very few people's favorite, as far as I know. It's not. A, it's the. It's when it starts to not feel as. Like I said, fresh or real, and it's just a little. No,
1: because then the, the next one's fucking Jason Lives, which is one of the, the best films. And then there's Jason Takes Manhattan, which is literally the best film of all time.
0: <laughs> it is,
2: though. Is it most of it on a boat?
0: Yeah! That's part of what makes it so good.
1: Most of it's on a boat. It's not even Manhattan. The lie makes it good. However... Jason on a boat is also a really good
3: premise mm-hmm. So you sort of still get your money back I mean, it was such a good premise They did it again for Jason X <laughs> But it's
2: a space boat. Damn right
3: Jason X
1: is also the greatest film ever made <laughs> But we'll do that on another edition of Austin's Favorite Son When he finally gets to Manhattan It's the greatest 15 minutes of anyone's life Jason Voorhees taking Manhattan Is just a collection of the best scenes ever committed to horror movie film. Anyway, the point is, I was watching HBO Go. Yes. And I tell you what, they've got these exclusives on it. Because basically everything is getting its own app because we can't have a good thing. We got away from cable and then the companies thought, fucking hell, they're getting away from cable. Better term, online distribution into cable, which Mm. they've done. So, we got HBO Go and every app is, is, you know, trying to lure you in with exclusives. HBO... It's Max. It's Max? Oh, yeah, Yeah. it is Max, isn't it? It's stopped being called HBO Go, unless it's still there. I don't fucking know anymore. I know that the Animaniacs is exclusive to Hulu, even though it's a Warner Brothers show, which means it should be on HBO Max. Welcome to television. Anyway, they've got new Looney Tunes on
2: HBO Max, and they're actually quite good. Like the the, the Animaniacs, do, do they count as Looney Tunes? Is that No, what they no they're Hulu exclusive. Oh, man, this is confusing. For any
1: reason. Oh, it is. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> um, but they've got the regular Bugs Bunny, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner, always my favourite. Um, you know Sylvester and Tweety, they're all there, and they're actually like genuinely really good. Huh. Um, not as like a lead up to anything funny. I mean, I genuinely, and the Animaniacs actually is really good too. But there was something weird about the the rebooted Looney Tunes. The first couple episodes it's fine You know, Bugs Bunny's doing his usual thing You know, Elmer fuds all after him and all of that Daffy Duck has something funny Daffy Duck, interestingly, a lot closer to the original incarnation Than the, the latter one like, the more famous one is that sort of angry, scheming Daffy. Um, but this one's a lot closer to, like, the first run where he's all, like, jumping around, woo woohoo, and he oh, looks good. actually a lot more old school. Um, there's a really good one about him getting caught with some bubble gum. The trouble is, is on episode five. Uh huh. Where they introduce a weird new character. Okay. Called Jonathan. <laughs> And it's so weird. It's this. It's this like bald. Uh, I'm gonna guess, sort of like four in his forties. Yeah. Um, sort of guy. Um, looks like he may have starred on a reality show in the '90s. He's just got that look to him. That, that sense of sad
3: desperation about yeah. them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he comes on and says, oh, hey, guys, it's me. Not Elmer Fudd, I'm Jonathan, a guy. Now I'm going to bend over. And then, like, he does. He bends over and he pulls his pants down, right? And then Bugs Bunny sort of, like, looks in, looks into the house, because he's in this this sort of house, and outside you can sort of see, like, Boston Common. And then Bugs Bunny looks in and goes,
0: What, Jack? Oh, my cock in your arm! and then runs over and just proceeds to fucking pound this character.
3: (laughs) You know, it's amazing when you look back on the cartoons that you watched when you were a kid, right? And how they always had those sort of like messages that were actually meant for adults, and the things that just like flew right past you when you watch them. But now, you know, you see them as an adult, and this is just an another great example of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh... I mean, I, I feel like with this, they're doing actually like what the aforementioned Animaniacs did, where it sort of, it presents itself as a kid's cartoon, but there's plenty of jokes there for the parents to laugh at.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So he's going like, oh, hell for leather.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, loves it. Daffy Duck only pops his head around the corner. Hey, what's going on
0: here? Oh,
1: Jonathan the guy! I'm gonna fuck him in the ass! Comes on in like just shoves, like shovels that cloaca in um, and actually looks at the camera and says I'm rubbing my cloaca in and um, starts going woohoo, woohoo, woohoo like that. Um, and Jonathan the whole time is just, oh yeah, this is so good. Any more like this and I'm going to start pulling one of those ahego faces.
0: <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, right, Tweety
1: Pie looks in through the window just, hey, I saw Jonathan get him fucked up the ass. I did. I did see Jonathan getting fucked up the ass. Go get him, boys. Run a train on that lad. And then
0: Sylvester's like, normally I I find... Eight the birds, but now I'm gonna eat his ass. Suffering succotash, more like suffering spermatozoa when I shoot it right up his rectum.
1: And just—I mean, oh, you've never seen a salad tossed so enthusiastically.
2: That's when the the butt is licked, right?
1: Oh, the inside of I mean, it. Yeah, and 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 you know, it's cream pieing um, is is what he says quite happily, actually. Um
2: you know. Sylvester the cat. That was yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I named my first pet cat after uh, after Sylvester because I had a cat bowl that said Sylvester on it that we got for free wow. from uh, Meow Mix, I think, or Nine Lives, and I was like, oh, well, he'll be so happy, yeah. his name's on it, and if he if that cat. Who's now God? God rest his soul up in cat heaven. If he heard this podcast, yeah, and understanding his namesake is being used, probably feel cheated.
1: Just, just you know, why is that Sylvester getting some? I mean, I thought it was a little strange when the like the Looney Tin Sylvester looked directly in the camera and said,
0: "I'm like cat, I'm a good boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> It's
1: not fucking Jonathan's ass. I mean, two pistols going off
2: deep in there. Two pistols? Is that the, the is that a Yosemite a, a Sam reference, or is that Be just a sex talk thing? Be very quiet. <laughs>
1: I'm a fucking Jonathan's ass. <laughs>
2: Why are they so specific? <laughs> <laughs> They're so specific about wanting the viewer to know that it's my ass. Oh, I'm
1: my balls it is his <laughs> rectum. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, like that. And, and, I mean, just every single one. Like, I do an impression of, of Wile Coyote doing it, but, you know, he's he's quiet throughout the whole thing, except right at the end when he
2: goes,
0: Oh, I'm Wile Coyote, super genius! <laughs>
2: I forgot he does talk, yeah. It's yeah. roadrunner who doesn't talk. He just says, meep, meep. I think. Yeah, I know, and it does.
1: <laughs> so it was just a strange episode overall, um, but, you know... One of the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not, so so that's, uh, I haven't seen it, and it's hard for me to believe it, that it's real. But I'm trying to keep my suspension of disbelief in, in check, in tow. Yeah. It's not a little nudge and wink to the adults who are going <laughs> to understand the, the, the subtle reference. Yeah. It's yeah. it's no, just blatant, no. blatant pornography that's shown to exactly. children featuring featuring a guy who sounds a lot like me. Uh, and, and and several...
1: Now that you say that, <laughs> I tell you what,
2: yeah. he looked a bit like you as well. I mean, he's named after me, and he sounds... That's when you impersonate me, he sounds well, like...
1: Well, I mean, he's called Jonathan, a lot of people. I mean... Yeah,
2: I mean, Jonathan's a pretty
3: common name.
1: You know, the, the UK detective show Jonathan Creek wasn't named after sure. you. Sure. And John Silver isn't named after you. So I think Jonathan, a guy from Looney Tunes, you know, cherished a new character.
3: Sounds like um, me. I think it's just a coincidence. Early yeah, 40s. that sounds
2: so completely like a coincidence. Does he, does he have hair or is he bald? You know, and
3: I bet there's even some language somewhere in the credits about yeah. how there are any similarities to any living persons, real or imagined, yeah. is strictly coincidental. Yeah,
1: sort of. You know, glasses and 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 everything, reading a a Nintendo Force magazine. <laughs>
2: It's the magazine I, I write just, for. Oh.
1: oh, oh! This is a great article I wrote. They, 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 they used a good font.
2: <laughs> I do think that sometimes that I'm. Are you I'm nearly pleased. done
1: back there? The, the orange hairy one. Oh yeah, almost done.
2: <laughs> it's so nonchalant. It, it really is. At times, passionless because it's so normal to them at this point, to just be uh, having sex with, with my butt. With my ass, as you said, it's uh, you know, the old Looney Tunes. They used to have actors that children may not be totally familiar with, like Clark Gable. And, and and Humphrey Bogart, who is not in a lot of kids' movies, as I recall. And that would be the reference for the adults. Like, oh, <laughs> so funny to see a, a caricature of, of good old Humphrey Bogart talking to, to Bugs Bunny about who, Bugs Bunny being a waiter. And he wants him to serve up the pie more quickly or, or something. And, and it was uh, these normal situations, like restaurants and whatnot, where you see the caricatures of the actors that the adults would know and the kids wouldn't. Ass-fucking-not... <laughs> <laughs> Not the same as just getting a, oh, yeah. a, a slice of pie from a, a, a rabbit waiter. Yeah. It, it's, it's much more overtly adult content. There's this thought that if kids see the sex acts in the cartoons, it's going to disturb them. And and perchance make them uh, act out in ways that are unhealthy for them and for others, and uh, maybe even traumatize them, so they they don't yeah. have have ass uh, penetration in in cartoons for children.
1: I guess when you look back at a lot of shows, sometimes they cross a line. Like we talked about Animaniacs a lot, but there was that famous fingerprints joke. What you not heard that joke? I don't think so. The old original nineties run. They're doing like some you know, like detective pastiche or whatever and they're looking for clues and one of them says fingerprints and then dot is holding the singer print and refuses to finger him (laughs) obviously they don't literally spell it out like that but it's fingerprints and then she says something that clearly demonstrates like like -uh." she yeah and and it's like you know in the the 80s WWF when, when Hulk Hogan started doing those um, edge play videos.
0: What? You
1: don't remember the Edgeplay promos?
0: I don't think so. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> what I'm gonna do right now is a little forced feminization. You're gonna lock <laughs> that little dicklet up, and then we're gonna have some hardcore cum denial, brother. Here comes the <laughs> Macho Man with some jerk instructions for you. Some J-O-I from the Macho Man, brother.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna work that tip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's you gonna, gonna just run your thumb across the sleeve on the tip. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. And run a finger down that shaft and tickle them balls. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that's Paul
0: oh don't forget furries, the clock's ticking on my funeral parlor wall, and it tells me that my undertaker's about to put on his fursuit and teach
1: you how to year four, yes. Sometimes it just wasn't
3: that appropriate for family viewing. Yeah, it's, uh... You know, but that's they were trying to move into the Attitude Era and want to have a little something edgier. I mean, I get it, but uh, some of it was tasteless. Yeah. I mean,
1: just wanton. Wanton, Jonathan. When are you going to start selling knockoff Brie Larson merchandise?
2: (laughs) You mean like like photographs of her that are signed, but they're not actually her?
1: Knockoff signed photographs, fidget spinners with her face
2: on. But is it like someone who looks like her?
1: Captain Marvel toys? I figured what we could do is we could get some some evil lins from Masters of the Universe, paint the hair sort of, you know, blonde and, and paint sort of red and blue all over her and, and little gold star. You get them gold star stickers what teachers put out, lick that, plop it on her chest and be like you know, Captain Marvel, enjoy it. You could be Boston's premier Brie and retailer. We'll give you a little market, right? Um, I've been looking up retail displays because I actually think they'll look quite good in this apartment now. Um, I genuinely will. Lay out a nice selection of denim uh, on them. <laughs> 30 bucks a pop, I'll make a killing if I can get some jeans for free. 30 bucks? <laughs> yeah, but if I get them for free, right, that's all profit.
2: Lloyd will let me have some. I'm not not that many degrees of separation away from Brie Larson. Well, she'll
1: probably be all right with it then. You'll sell some pins. You know, come here. Come here and get your unofficial... No, 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 official. That's what we'll say. Come here and get your official Brie Brie Larson goods. We can sell them all. Soccer balls, pregnancy test kits. (laughs) Don't insert those. (laughs)
2: She, she, she's not that far away from me. I could, if I worked really diligently and and got lucky. And these low,
1: low prices, it's practically theft. But it ain't Larson. It's
0: Larson. (laughs) She she would,
2: she would love that. I just need to to get it to her and pitch it to her. This is a a legitimate way of me getting more famous if it's a legitimate product. She, she may go for it.
1: When we... Uh, first recorded the first ever episode of Boston's Favourite Son, yeah? I suggested as one of our great ideas to get you famous, to go out into the street, get hit by a car, and hope it's Robert Downey Jr. driving, so that you could then be <laughs> famous. And at no point did you say, it's funny you should bring up an Avenger, because I'm best friends with
3: Brie Larson. Why didn't we know that? <sighs> you're just so withholding all the time mm-hmm. you have all these advantages and you just never tell us yeah. that you're i mean don't get me wrong i love that you're a constant mystery box of surprises oh yeah i love your mysterious box but you'd think if you had these
1: assets in your pocket all this time you'd let us know yeah mister oh i don't have time for podcasts but here's mine and a bunch i guessed on Mr. Oh, I've got something to promote now, so I'll go on the podcast where I say I don't want to be famous to sort of get publicity. Your history's greatest monster, Jonathan. <laughs> Keeping Brie Larson from us. I, I love been, her. She's a treasure.
2: She's, she's a, a fine actress, uh, hardworking. Yeah. Uh, but she directed a movie called Unicorn Store. That's what I was thinking about because uh, Samuel L. Oh, yeah, Jackson uh, said peace and hair grease hmm. to me and five people I barely knew and in a Winnebago 20 years ago, 23 years ago, I think. Uh, and maybe more like 22 anyway. And then he was in Unicorn Store. Yeah. So I could call up Samuel Jackson and say, Remember that time you said peace and hair grease to me twenty two years ago? I can you let know. can you let me uh talk to Brie Larson about making uh, a, a toy of her, just of her? And and the tagline, it's not theft, it's Larson? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's not it at these low, low prices it's practically theft, but this ain't Larson, it's Larson. <laughs> Come on. Come
2: she would on. she would she would likely love it. She would likely yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: we'll get you featured in a The Far Side comic strip yet. That's the new end goal for you. <laughs> you know, <they> that'll, <laughs> that'll seal your legacy if you're the punchline in a The Far Side comic strip. Wow. Something where like, I didn't know cows could talk, and then it cuts to you and says, "They can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gary Gary Larson, creator yeah, of The Far exactly. Side. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's why I thought, Comic strip because I was like Larson isn't that the person who does the the Far Side I can't remember his first name I'll just reference the Far Side
2: but I think he's re- retired I don't think he, oh. he he made a lot of money off calendars oh. Far Side calendars so he's uh, accessible maybe because he's not busy
1: uh, yeah not busy not busy I often think I could get Jim Rash that way who's that is the bold man who's on. Reno 911 and Community. Oh, alright. Probably some other things. Yeah. Th- he's the gay one from comedy. But he, he's not straight, you're saying. Yeah, I could have been the gay one from comedy. You haven't even complimented my dress, Jonathan. Uh, have I seen it? No. I want to see it. i have send you some lovely pictures. I'd love that. i got lovely hair and my winter wear. And this dress makes my tits look great, Jonathan. Really? That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, you work with what you've got. I'm like, I might as well make these tits look good. <laughs>
2: That's fantastic. It's oh, uh hell yeah, and so you've only time. been wearing dresses for uh, a little while now. It's it's relatively new. A couple months now, I think, since I, I came out
1: with the whole non-binary thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going all trans, Jonathan. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've had enough of 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 being a bloke or at least trying it's no point.
2: No, I mean, what's it, the point? From what I can tell, it's it's boring. Yeah, and it's uh, I aren't. I, I'm trying to think of one of the greatest villains the world has ever seen. It wasn't a guy, and I can't think of one. All the greatest villains of the world, and and you said I was one of them actually t- earlier. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, history's
2: greatest monster.
1: Yeah, some sort of like war criminal level. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Real <laughs> bastard. <laughs> We just haven't been able to get The Hague to take us seriously.
1: No, and we have tried. I'm like, come on, all the old Nazis are dead, and the new ones haven't, like, gone to war yet.
3: But Yeah, we haven't been able to prove the genocide there yet. But here, we got something. While
1: we're between Nazis, let's pop a Jonathan in. I'll tell you what, on the subject of Nazis, Jonathan... Yeah. I feel like you could finally give something back to society. Uh-oh. Although this is a good idea.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It's, um, you know how there's not much farce anymore? Not much farce? Yeah, I was re-watching Alo, Allo, and I'm like, you just don't get a good old-fashioned farce with innuendo and cockamamie schemes that, you know, could be cleared up if someone just, like, spoke about the situation. If they're just like, I'm in trouble, someone thinks I'm someone else. And I've not told them for no good reason. And there, the the comedy escalates because oh, you've got to dress up and and everything, and oh, they're hiding in the wardrobe and sex. Um, so I was thinking, yes, Jonathan, the Nazis are back. Oh, Trump won. However, I personally fixed it so Biden beat him a couple <sighs> of, like weeks ago because I, I specifically moved to Philadelphia, got a citizenship, voted, and 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 swung the state for him by one. Proving American democracy isn't a joke.
2: So you didn't fix it. You actually just legitimized the the election and made it good. You made yes, it Yes. Yes. And good. I
1: compounded the status quo by taking credit for something that, let's face it, really belongs to the black voters.
2: <laughs> this, is, this is true according to the stats. It's
1: American democracy, folks. <laughs> and that's the satire part of the show. Where was I? Oh, yes, Nazis. Um, <laughs> Jonathan. Uh-huh. The Nazis are back. Ugh. No one likes them. They're only getting worse. Yep. Like Biden's won, but now they're upset and they're like, well, you know, let's let's just stop pretending that we're not Nazis. And, and people who aren't Nazis don't like the Nazis, Jonathan.
2: No, I don't like them at all. I'm upset about it. Yeah. No. Oh, God. Not a fan. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Not fond.
1: Really not fun. They should pack it in. But I feel they'd pack it in further, Jonathan, if you finally, once and for all, humiliated them. Okay. This sounds good. Yeah, presenting a new Netflix special called... Bash the fash In which you, Jonathan Dress up as a, you know Let's just say an overgruppen um, And then engage in farcical situations For the amusement of a live studio audience I'm imagining you in full SS clobber um, Basically fooling around for an hour Going, whoop, whoop,
0: whoop, whoop
1: Like that People like lob, lob custard pies in your face. they are like boing and rip bonk noises as as like pots and pans fall on your head. You walk into a kitchen and just I am over fuhrer Holmes and I'm going to cook myself an omelette. And then you sort of like put your yeah hand to your mouth and like lean into the camera and say. A Nazi omelette. The audience laughs. laughs. Um You open up the, cl- uh, the the cupboard, and then all these pots and pans fall on your head, real ones, and you just go whoa 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 like that, right? You've left the sink running. Soapy water's gone all over the floor. Squeak 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 whoa 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 whoa. You fall head. First into the pan that you've been frying your eggs in that's gonna melt my face oh hell yeah the audience <laughs> is screaming fuck you nazi fuck you nazi by this point they're, they're chucking eggs they say you want your nazi omelette Here's some Nazi eggs, you fucking Nazi! And and Conrad and I, they are whipping them up into a frenzy. Sometimes oh, yeah. with actual whips, make them real angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they are hurling eggs at you. Some of them have been pre-boiled. Some of them have been left out in the sun for
0: weeks. Oh,
1: just to really showcase their contempt. And by the end of it, they're just yelling, "Fuck Jonathan! Fuck Jonathan! Fuck Jonathan! He is a Nazi!" He is a Nazi, and then you you sort of collapse into a heap on the floor, weeping um and then Conrad and i um we we're dressed uh as as little school children uh and then we throw flower petals at you and say, "Weep for the Nazi, weep for the Nazi he doesn't know that he's shit." <laughs>
2: They almost always think of themselves as the good guys, these Nazis They really
1: do think they're great. That's one of the weird things about Nazis, right? Is despite everything that they are and do, they actually think they're pretty chill. (laughs) They sit there and think, you know what? I'm cool. (laughs) So that's, that I think is is something that will take them down a peg or two.
2: Well, uh, it would be quite, there's a lot of things. So first of all, (laughs) I am a. I, I am trying to make Nazis look bad by being one, because that's not how you do that, is
1: it? Yeah, well, a farcical pastiche of one.
2: Right. it's you're not,
3: you're not actually one. I mean, you, you will be using your name and you yeah. will be dressed as one and you will be making an omelette as a Nazi would. <laughs> yeah. But you're not a Nazi. You're a farcical <laughs> representation of a Nazi named Jonathan making a Nazi omelette.
1: Guy Siner wasn't a lieutenant in the tank corps from the Eastern Front. He was an actor. Portraying a gay
0: caricature,
2: but didn't didn't the 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 the, the caricature have a different name? Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, Lieutenant Gruber. Right, right, and right. You're so-
1: playing Ober- Obergruppenfuhrer, right? And and I've said that wrong every single time, right? But it makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, that just shows the disrespect you have towards Nazis. Wow, well, you know, yeah, yeah, poopoo poop and fuhrer, right? Jonathan Holmes, you play a character. I mean, if anything, the character more closely resembles Jonathan, a guy from Looney Tunes. Mm. (laughs)
2: Who's also me. That's
0: not... A little arrogant?
2: (laughs) I am not proud to be associated with this uh, child pornography Mm. and Nazis now. It's whoa. two. It's one, one, two punch whoa. towards whoa. me. Did you just associate whoa. yourself with? I didn't. You did. You
1: were the one. No, I, I associated you with Bugs Bunny up your ass.
3: Yeah.
2: There was yeah. no child pornography anywhere yeah. to be found I'm sorry. Pornography for children, not no. child pornography. Big, no. big difference. No. No?
1: No. The H in HBO stands for hentai. <laughs>
2: so, so hentai kids. so not for children just animated uh the pornography let's have a
1: look at what else is on HBO shall we Game of Thrones and Chernobyl I... do you think I'm gonna sit an eight year old down and say right Chernobyl's a right fucking laugh
0: but you said it was uh, Looney Tunes you should see what happens to the dogs <laughs>
2: It's called Looney Tunes is sort of a classic uh, family-friendly all-ages affair, similar to uh, Adventure Time, I think, is on HBO Max. Hey, buddy.
1: Do you like puppies? What? Do you like puppies, buddy? (laughs) What's going on? Little puppies from Russia. That—that's what you think I do. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Saying... You think I sit children down
2: to watch Chernobyl and The Wire? For people who don't know, what happens to the dogs in Chernobyl? Are they okay? Well, it's
1: it's it's Chernobyl. They're not okay.
2: <laughs> you ever seen the film The Chernobyl Diaries? Uh, no. I've seen the title. I've seen it around. Don't, don't ever. Really? Yeah, don't ever. It's bad. It feels bad. It's is it a documentary? It is, right? <sighs>
1: What the hell is that? I'm sorry if I...
0: Hello there. Whoa. And welcome to the Smoke and Sugar Lounge. (laughs) I'm your host, Crumbly Crumptle Shire, your erotic voice of World War II. Now, if you're a thirty-something lady in London, you've no doubt spent all day at the munitions factory, making shells for our boys, eh? What? And you're all... Tent stop a day at the conveyor belt pouring gunpowder and now you want to pour yourself a glass of wine well you can't because of rationing
1: but you can pretend with water and a berry (laughs) it's
2: not very that's not the same it's different why what voice is that i hear it's me it's It's our
0: erstwhile host sticky pudding Sticky Pudding is a, a a bulbous mass of erotic energy for all of the lovely ladies to enjoy. Is it me? Am I Sticky you Pudding? You may hear bombers overhead, but Sticky Pudding will make you explode quicker than a doodle bug.
3: <laughs>
2: I can't remember, honestly, if I'm Sticky Pudding and if what, what I'm supposed to. Am I sexy? Is that what is, he is? is He's sexual? The pudding, Ooh, he's positively throbbing. <laughs> why, why, it's Brigadier General
0: Floppy Fluffington. Can't remember <laughs> a <pudding>. <laughs> <laughs> Brigadier, Brigadier General Floppy Fluffington who, who, who has just returned from the Pacific Front. I think that was a theater of war. <laughs> what say you to charges? That you said you'd bring our troops back home five years ago. Oh, they're still there.
2: Is that erotic? Were you getting aroused thinking about the troops being still there? At the smoke and sugar line. <laughs> it's not sexy.
0: We're as hard as the questions.
3: Well, all I could say is that we're edging towards victory. Oh. It won't be long now, ladies, until your men are home.
0: Mm. I hear our boys are planning to storm the beaches of Normandy. Go up to their knees in frothy
2: water. <laughs> They're gonna die. They're oh. gonna get killed. It's not not sexy. They're just gonna be be shot in the in the body, in the head, too.
3: Oh, <laughs> the under
2: will all be moist indeed. <laughs> You're not giving up. <laughs> You're sure, you're sure you can make it sexy? I would like to be as moist as L-
0: Brigadier General Floppy Floppington, but I'm afraid my own crevices are drying up. At this this sentiment expressed by Sticky Pudding, who, who suggests that our boys are going to die in the war, rather than send the hump packing back to Berlin. Spoken a little bit like a defector. Spoken a little bit like Lord Horhor. Who's Lord Horhor or Haw-Haw? A defector.
1: <laughs> a historically accurate reference. Betrayed the British, went to Germany, and then started broadcasting. sounds to this voice uh, broadcasting, uh, uh, discouraging information to London from from the safety of, of Germany.
0: Sounded very drunk in his last broadcast.
2: <laughs> you know, you know a lot about these things. Um... Grantly runs shire. Is, <laughs> yeah, is on
0: top of, on top of ongoing developments, and the latest development is that I'm on top of <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> Dernier tights. The sex that you want, and World War Two news. Yes, it's
0: the central premise of the Smoked Sugar Lodge. <laughs> <it's not>. Three. <laughs> Three a, segments in. It's such a beat bait- it's an erotic wartime broadcast.
2: <laughs> it's such a it's such a bait and switch because Smoke and Sugar Lounge does sound as though you're going to relax, you're going to have something sweet, maybe something affectionate, something caring, something intimate, and then it's just immediately into <laughs> the location of troops. <laughs> 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 and their potential or lack thereof to, to be murdered in in a, in a bloody, a cold bloody war the the bloodiest as far as I know of wars.
1: No, World War One was worse. If we're ranking them, um, <laughs> World War One was pathetic.
2: Yeah, why? Did, why they didn't have as much technology for killing them, Fucking... but they still killed a lot in that one. Oh
1: well, they they worked very hard. Did those generals? The generals were fine most no, of the, the time. No, the generals so. were out of their fucking minds, sending men to their deaths.
2: Yeah, big time, right? Because
1: they thought the best way to fight the enemy was to come out of a hole that they'd been shooting at with machine guns all week. Anyway, that's the satire part of the show done. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about at the moment, Jonathan? I mean, we could... We just throw open the floor.
2: Wow! Yeah, that's that's that would be great. Uh, it's a little treat. What did you say? The prequels?
1: I said it's a little treat for you. Oh, to... I
2: thought you said Star Wars prequels. Which no, I'm we'll always be exce- working
1: on the Boston's favorite some prequels <laughs> um, in the fourth fiscal quarter.
2: <laughs> what would that even? What would that be? Would that be about our parents and how we came to be? Or no, no, it would just
1: be me dramatically reading the DM where I'm like, "Do you want to do another podcast?" <laughs> a short film. <laughs> it stretches the definition of short film, but still technically true.
2: Yeah, we've got a storied storied history. I've been talking to more oh. listeners from the show because some of them have uh, started doing another show with me called Talking. To women about video games and they've told me that uh, oh, oh, oh
3: look at how he how he just sort of tossed in the name of this his other <laughs>
2: podcast. <laughs> the podcast he's got time for yeah
3: yeah yeah tell us, tell
2: us it's that. really yeah. it's developed into more of a, a boston's favorite son listener fan cast yeah oh, oh,
3: oh really so you have time <laughs> time for that <laughs> you have more time for
1: a fan cast of this show do you do this
2: show. Oh, I, I, it's it is hard to, to oh, schedule. God, I'm with I'm in you. romantic love with you. Carry on. <laughs> For those wondering why I have had time to do the other show, it, it's mostly about the whens and the wheres. The 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 folks, I think they'll be okay with me telling telling you this. Who are on the other show, they're not quite as busy. As as Jim and Conrad are, so you know, it it's eleven o'clock this is at night. Unbelievable. It's true.
1: Jonathan, it took me an hour to do fifty five seconds of a <laughs> sixteen minute video segment I'm working on. And I stopped it on a Sunday afternoon for you. You're so kind, but that's that,
3: that speaks to we it. We would drop everything in a second and <laughs> crawl across broken glass to record this. <laughs> I, I am so
2: touched and, and flattered that you, you took the time, but you are both very prolific, hard working guys, and the, the folks who are on the, the, the show are also prolific and hard working, but our schedules just line up a little bit more often, what with me having a, a, a traditional day job with a boss. You know what this is? This is victim blaming. Is this what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I, to I explain. mean,
1: personally, i
2: Feel very attacked right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm so happy that you're you're willing to do it, and I'm hoping it's me. It's me. It's my fault. My schedule doesn't That's align better. properly, yeah. and I'm going yeah, to try to work to make it align better with with the the schedule you of you, of you two. We are recording mm-hmm. this on a Sunday by chance because I happen to have an empty house for just another another 20 minutes maybe and then it's back to to me having a full house where I cannot record anything so it is my fault. Oh
1: he's he's managed to get himself on full house (laughs) without our help
2: (laughs) with uh, Uncle Jesse and the guy who's like uh what does he say? Cut it out, and it's like hilarious.
1: I've never watched it.
2: <laughs> no. I hear I hear he loves movies though.
3: The guy? Yeah, yeah. Is his name Dan? Like he's big on seeing him in the theater. Wait, is
2: he masturbating in theaters? I'll tell you what, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to
3: talk about
2: movies? Yeah, HBO got a movie for boss, you. the box office. Let's talk about it.
1: I got something that was take the box office by storm. You do? Oh yeah. It's it's a movie starring Willem Dafoe. Oh! Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's been loosely inspired by the traditions of anime. Because you know how some animes, the titles of them, are very long, detailed explanations of just the plot. <laughs> i decided to do that for this one.
2: Like, my sister is my best friend and I hope we don't make love sort of thing? Yeah. Being the name of the show? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's called Help... My novelty money bank has Willem Dafoe in it and he's a genie now. (laughs) 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 Exclamation
0: (laughs)
2: mark. So Willem Dafoe plays Willem Dafoe in this, it sounds like. Yes. Okay, good.
1: Right. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. No. Dean (laughs) Kane stars. (laughs) It's one or the other. It's a classic Hollywood choice. Dean Cain stars as Shingles Malloy who is shopping one day in a shop for shoes. I'm Dean Kane. That's what Dean Cain says. I'm Dean Kane. Shingles sake, Malloy. No. I sh- and in this film, my character is called Shingles Malloy. And I'm in a shop for some shiny Christmas shoes. Uh, Unfortunately, it appears instead of a shoe shop, I've walked into a joke shop. Did it look
0: like a shoe
1: shop from the outside? Well, yes. Brendan Fraser's character called Choke Shop Man. <laughs> uh huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, have you considered that it's a magic joke shop? Well, Not now that it. you mention it,
1: it did look like a shoe shop from the outside. And if you walk into a shoe shop and it turns out to be some other kind of shop, there's always an outside chance it's magic. Is this one magic? No.
0: <laughs> oh you <laughs> want <Jordan laughs> <hit> money bank
2: <laughs> That was a fast segue. So, so it was. <laughs> so, so it wasn't a magic shop. It wasn't no. a shoe shop. It was, in fact, just a joke shop. Yeah. And he, and he led him down a path to only to immediately cut him off and then beat and switch into the money bank? A piggy bank? What kind yeah, of bank is that? Yeah, it? Mm.
0: I got a novelty. I got a novelty piggy bank for you. It costs two pounds.
1: Two pounds for a novelty piggy bank ain't bad money. Plus, it'll help me save cash in the long run because it's a piggy bank, says Dean Kane in that exact voice. Tell me more. Right, this is a good one. It's coffin-shaped. It's one of those ones that you haven't seen in decades. You put the money on the little dish, and then, after a second or two, a plastic green hand pops her and grabs the money and pulls it in. You haven't seen one of them in a while, have you?
2: Sounds spooky. Sounds like... Uh... Hell yeah, I
1: used to see them all the time as a kid. Little plastic coffin. You put the money on the dish, little green like zombie or vampire and comes out and drags it in. It's very cute. Very good. And Din Ken says, it's very cute. It's very good. Give it to me. Two pounds. Cheap as half the price. All right, then I'll take one pound. You're shit at One pound it is. Takes the coffin away. And takes it home. And says, right. I got this money bank now. Brilliant. The only thing to do is rub it like a lamp. <laughs> Rubs it like a lamp. And then there's a big puff of smoke, big clouds, and there's Willem Dafoe dressed in bicycle gear with a helmet, with the the tight lycra shirt, and um, uh, the, the sweetest pair of bicycle shorts you've ever seen. And Dean Cain says, I can't believe it. Willem Dafoe is the genie of the novelty piggy bank. Willem Dafoe smiles, winks. And then starts swaying his hips, going, Look at my shorts! 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 shorts. Good night, everyone! Disappears in a (laughs) cloud of smoke.
0: That's
2: not a good genie. Now, Shingles Malloy... That is a one-purpose genie, at best. Here's what that is. Shingles... Shingles Malloy thinks
1: to himself, Alright. I, uh... I got this piggy bank to save some of the money I had. However, my novelty piggy bank has Willem Defoe in it, and he's some sort of genie. There's going to be some money in this. Tell you what, I'll phone up Daniel Radcliffe. Phones up Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Hello, it's Daniel Radcliffe on the other end of the phone.
1: Can he come here? Yeah. Um, walks through the door. What's the problem? <laughs> right, I've... I've got this novelty piggy bank, but Willem Dafoe's in it and also some sort of genie. Bloody hell, there's probably a bit of cash in that. (laughs) You want to have a look? Do I ever. Um, Rubs the lamp. You know, it's a novelty pig, whatever. Mm. Rubs it. Cloud of smoke. Willem Dafoe's there, dressed in a... um, one of them, sort of velvety uh, burgundy dressing gowns, with a cigarette holder, a glass of wine, and he just says,
0: "I'm gonna fuck ya <laughs> like a dog would fuck ya. I'm gonna touch ya. I'm gonna stroke your hair." It's
2: nice different one. than before. He's changed. <laughs> he's literally changed his tune to a sexual yeah. threat. Yep.
1: Yeah. Disappears in a cloud of smoke. Okay, there's definitely cash-in there. (laughs) Let's try and find out what to do. I'll tell you what we could do. We could take it to the CEO of Microsoft. One of the better ideas I've heard today. So they go to Microsoft headquarters in... France. And take the elevator to the top floor. Remarking on how easy it was for them to get in. Um, go to the top floor, there's the office of of William Sony, the CEO of Microsoft. Played by Danny DeVito. Yeah, Danny DeVito behind a massive chair. I'm Oh cha oh, ja.
0: I'm I'm. What did I say?
2: William Sony.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm William Sony, and I want to feast my eyes on whatever you got. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> <What> <laughs> did he did that? that. Why would he. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I forgot, first of all, I forgot Willem Defoe was the genie and not Shingles Malloy. So Dean Kane says, right, I can show you this. Rubs the, the piggy bank, right?
0: Mm hmm. Boof.
1: Biggest cloud of smoke you've ever seen. Willem Dafoe appears wearing, and you're not going to fucking believe your ears. Yeah? A bicycle helmet, a lycra biking shirt, and the sexiest little bicycle shorts you've ever seen, you little sub-
2: (laughs) cute little sub like look that. At shorts, look at my shorts! Look at my
0: shorts! Look at my shorts! Look at my shorts! Look at my shorts! Look at my shorts! Good night, everyone.
2: <laughs> so it was... A, oh. He knew it was for their entertainment that time. He was like, this is so long, folks. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done all the entertaining for tonight that I can do. That's it. That looks like something he's already done. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. Whoa! Yeah. Hmm a twist <laughs> William Please, Sony.
1: please give us another chance. Rub, rub, rub. Boof.
0: <sighs> Frankly, I think gay marriage was a mistake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <No>. Whoa
0: <laughs> <laughs> Watch one American news boof <laughs> Dean <Cain laughs> looks at the piggy bank. Looks at Danny DeVito and says Nah. Credits. <laughs>
1: nah. However, yeah. Whoa. We do have one last scene. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the preliminary credits. It's a bit like when a Marvel film happens, and you get these big, flashy, animated credits. So it's like dun 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 dun. dun. Spider Man, you know, shooting a web at the 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 piggy bank. Um, Iron Man shooting a laser at. Uh, uh the piggy bank um, and then after that gripping Thor throwing a hammer at the piggy bank after that gripping title sequence it cuts back to Willem Dafoe sitting there in an armchair just uh, really casual um, bottle of Sunny Day um, drinking it straight from the bottle because he's Willem Dafoe you can and he says hey
0: it's me Willem Dafoe now in the film the feature presentation you just saw I played a real homophobe. Now I just want to remind you that it's a character in a movie. And no matter how much it reflects my true beliefs, it's not real. I'm Willem Dafoe. Not homophobic. Probably not racist. But I won't know until I play one. And as the genie Willem Dafoe would say... Good night, everyone. <laughs> really? Gay marriage was a mistake. Dun dun dun
1: and then that's the
2: film. So he thinks that Genie Willem Dafoe is like a new iconic character that he can quote. <laughs> yeah. But it's just him wearing yeah. bicycle mm-hmm. shorts.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh I mean he's imagining, you know, T shirts, I have
3: well, that's what happens when you give him final cut, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And yeah. I've
1: already told him, I said, look, we're too busy working on Brie Larson's work. Unbeknownst <laughs> yeah. to her, but we're hard at work.
2: <laughs> I've never seen those two in a movie together. I wonder how that would be. Uh, I, I, I think it would be threatening. I feel threatened already just thinking yeah. about them too looking at each other. I feel afraid.
1: Eminently watchable, though.
2: True. Gripping. I will
1: be able to look away. I'd be like, fucking hell, Brie Larson is, is looking at Willem Dafoe. I've got to look at this. <laughs> That's true. You just know it's going to pop off.
2: There is the outside chance that Brie Larson will listen to this podcast and or Willem Dafoe will. They would probably never tell us if they did, they would do so anonymously because their agents would say, please do not associate yourself with the Bugs Bunny hentai... Uh, ah, uh, ah, podcast, ah, essentially ah, what what Oh well there's the title
1: of this one. <laughs> the Bugs Buddy Hentai Podcast <laughs>
2: That's what that's what you've more or less transformed this episode into, I think. Yeah. And yeah. people don't want to associate themselves with it. I know it's strange because we have been doing podcasts like this for... Has it been like a decade? I feel like it, it's been close. On and off. We've been doing many projects. So it's normal to us. Oh, so yeah. I've got... You can listen to me talk about having a cartoon penis in my, in my ass. You can do that. Coworkers, friends, celebrities. Yeah, because we...
1: We have an understanding.
2: And most of them are like, I don't want to have any... Uh, if I run for president someday, Brie Larson, President Larson, 2034 uh, or whatever.
3: So, so what you're saying, I think I, think, I think I understand what you're saying here. And, and, and I'm just going to try and put it into terms uh, that, uh, that people might understand a little more clearly. You see, despite... The numbers that you see associated with the downloads and and all of that. There's actually a silent majority of people who love this podcast and listen to it, but are ashamed to say so, you know,
2: because of of the culture. Yeah. I have heard that repeatedly. Yes, that uh, they're afraid that other people wouldn't understand it. Assume that they are in some way endorsing some of the, the behaviors that are talked about on this podcast because they can laugh about how absurd they are. It's not anyone actually wants, I don't think.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious until their headphones fall off on the bus, <laughs> which I believe has happened, I think, more than once to someone, or at least to different people.
2: Yeah, and it's it's been, been years and years of this, so it does cause the podcast to, to not necessarily spread as quickly as it, it could be, but, you know, I'm on some much more mainstream friendly podcasts now, and it's a little irritating from from what I'm hearing from the two of you to, to know that. I apologize. Uh, this podcast will always be my, my number one. I love it. But...
3: Yo, this is, what, this is what a man who's cheating on his wife <laughs> says. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I swear you're the only one for me, babe.
1: That's
2: what you saw saying. <laughs> oh, it's all... not be like that, <laughs> That's how I sound. Nah. <sighs> in the, in a, this moment. <laughs> just a foghorn mouse hey, moron. <laughs> uh, but but these other shows I'm on would potentially not be embarrassing for people to listen to. Uh, there's another one called the, the Worst Song on Earth, where I just complain about music. And the people who have listened to it seem to like it. I mean,
1: let's face it, Jonathan. I mean, you've already complained about songs on this podcast. True. And it was amazing. Oh so thanks. It's that's... the
2: same songs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's sustainable. You can yeah. do the same like literally the one song every week and I I I reckon that'd be fucking great. I'm going to listen to that one. That that's so kind.
2: Yeah, I uh, yeah. Re- recorded one about Hootie and the Blowfish and one about uh, Usher's. Yeah, just just uh, last night. So we'll see yeah, if that yeah. <laughs> It upsets me. It upsets me and also entrances me.
1: Why? You're the one who's going to be dancing to it. That's what's upsetting. It's a pretty weird choice then, huh? Yeah. You know, your mesh tank top, your booty shorts, yeah, yeah, People just throwing money at you while you're doing that dance where you put your arms above your head and sway your hips as you crouch down and crouch back up.
2: Oh, the, like the thrusting one? Or oh, no, that's that's more of a squat. Yeah. You
1: can do that thing as well where you squat and have your hands on your knees and then just open and shut your legs. <laughs> thrusting your crotch at the camera. Dun-dun, dun-dun, do it in time. Dun-dun, dun-dun, open it and shut like a pair of scissors on the barber's busiest day.
2: I'm 43. I have hair like George Costanza. I've got a very hairy body. Uh, oh, yeah. People, people have been saying that my, my pecs are bigger, and that's good. That's a nice compliment. It'll look all hot and swampy when we put the baby oil on. I'm still, not, I'm still not in the sexy zone. I'm still not in the same category as your Chris Evanses and your Ushers.
1: Well, you know, Jonathan Holmes, I would say, has this folksy attractiveness. But you're not Jonathan. You're Freaky Constantina.
3: <laughs> That's and true.
1: Freaky Constantina is sex. <laughs> sex in a bucket.
2: <laughs> That's not <laughs> ticker tape. <laughs> Do people want sex in their in a bucket? Is that how they want their sex in a bucket?
3: Conrad and I have ticker tape. Oh, I I keep a a bucket of sex in the corner of my office just in case. You never know when you might need it.
2: <laughs> Is mm-hmm. it got skank in it? Is that what's in the bucket? It's just some
3: oh, scrapings.
0: So much skank. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I got a fridge of skank in the basement. Oh, yeah, we're going to make that library feel real skanky. Also, you really do want to keep that refrigerated, just, mm. so, just so you know.
1: And you don't want to spill it on your squiggly pens. Why not? Well, because people want to use those. We've, we've, got so many, we've got boxes and boxes of squiggly pens that we're going to roll on the floor so that all of the hustlers that are in there will, will be able to like, dance
2: on them. And jibber jabbers. Jibber jabbers? Is that uh is that a candy? No, that's gobstoppers.
1: It's it's that little fella from the nineties with the green hair and the springy neck and you'd wobble him and he'd go wah wah, 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 wah. Oh I know. Yeah.
2: What is that sound?
1: All of the hustlers. All of the street hustlers were in the library watching you get down to usher's yeah and throwing money at you and placing like like obscure archaic bets between themselves. No one knows what they're doing. Um, but, but every now and then you will sort of just produce a jibber jabber from out of nowhere and throw it at them and they'll crowd surf
2: it. I'm pretty sure that's the group that is least attracted to me is the street hustlers. Um... Really? Because so many of them are going, Yeah, baby! <laughs> It's not what I they're not what I'm not what they want. I'm I'm too I'm too middle aged and and old in general, husky, bald. You know, I'm not. I, I'm neither.
1: It's not just the physical makeup of Freaky Constantine, or it's the sheer party atmosphere he brings. <laughs> I'm so you bring so much party atmosphere. Conrad's got a talk boy. Mm-hmm. We talked about this many for many years. I've told you that when you dress up like Freaky Constantine, when you put on your mesh tank top, Conrad's bringing a fucking talk boy. Hell yeah. So he can say cool things in it, and then. Play it back. Because he's cool the sweetsman. (laughs) And he knows how to party down and recycle. And the recycling is very important. Mm,
3: That's you do want to recycle.
1: I'm there with a frighteningly realistic wolf's head on
3: Mm-mm-mm. we we got we got some pig's blood from the local market to adorn the fangs with, so it drips
1: just so that you know that the joy wolf has had a great night already, right, and he's here to keep the party going
0: look joy wolf <laughs> <laughs> that strawberry fanta
1: <laughs> now I've got two cans of strawberry fanta and I just smash' them, like above my head like stun cold seabuking. I'm pouring it into a wolf mouth. I mean, I'm seeing out of that, so I'm also stinging my eyes. So I'm like, ah, ow! While I'm also
0: trying to do Stump Cold's theme tune.
1: It stinks. Oh, I'm
0: the joy
2: ball. Joy. The joy ball. Joy is what you're expressing through it. Well,
3: the, the trick is to try to transition the howls of pain into howls of ecstasy. Yeah. You know, if you can just sort of make that shift in tone, I think it'll play. They're totally different. It's I think the best way to do it is
1: to also do cock and bull torture while I'm spraying um, fancy in my mouth. So, you know, we've just
2: someone with a high heel just pressing it onto onto <laughs> me, mm-hmm, onto my mm-hmm. bollocks. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, we could put freaky Constantine in some high heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want me to crush my friend's genitals because the party atmosphere calls for it? It's how you get. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: as Asha would say. Or at least is back in vocals.
2: the whole thing just it smacks of nightmare to me it's, it's a real it's a real fever dream where not everyone's going to come out alive is how I feel about it.
1: Are you worried, Jonathan that when we take off your shoes, your combat boots to put the high heels on so that you can step on me, we'll see that little tattoo on your ankle, the little stabbing westward one. <laughs> The band. Yeah. Everyone knows that you've got a little stepping stepping westward tattoo that you normally hide with an anklet. I don't...
2: (laughs) So, one, I'm wearing anklets, and two, the reason I'm wearing anklets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love the idea of... Because for some reason, and it's totally irrational, it low-key disturbs me to see anklets and toe rings. And I don't know why... There's nothing wrong with them. People are fine. Like if if I knew someone was wearing, like if I knew someone and they were wearing them in my presence, I wouldn't be like, ugh. But part of me, a, a little subconscious part of me would say, that's strange, and therefore <laughs> I'm frightened. But I love the idea of doing it to you because of that, that sort of. I think it would distress me more if you were wearing them, but very much like how the scarecrow only fears Batman and therefore fights Batman because he likes being scared, right? And he's not scared of anything else. I am not low key. Sort of concerned about anything other than anklets and toe rings, so I'd like to see you wear them, please. Talismans, on the other hand, I
2: love, and I'd like you to have three of those. Talismans, like magical bracelets and necklaces? Any sort,
1: you know, they can be imbued with anything. I mean, you know, blessings or curses.
2: Uh, yeah, practically anything could be a talisman. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've cleared, now that we've cleared that up, uh, <laughs> it's so weird to give me marching orders of this nature <clears throat> at the very end of the show. We've rambled on, sort of tangentially, nonsensically, and we're ending on. Jonathan, you need to wear toe rings? Yeah.
3: Like I mean, you you could have an anal plug as a talisman. <laughs> what <laughs> why where's
2: why where did that leap come Jonathan, from? Jonathan, you should have an anal plug as Not, a talisman. That I've never done that, and that doesn't seem like some it's some
1: sort of horcrux
2: You don't jump you don't jump to plug, do you? D- don't you have to build up? Or a phylactery
1: up? like a Lich would have? Why don't you have a phylactery?
3: I was about to say why aren't you a lich? Yeah, why aren't you keeping your Spirit housed somewhere else, so that your body can be destroyed. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm annoyed that we've we've come to this discussion an hour and, and almost 15 in, therefore we can't expand on this. But I am annoyed you're you're neither a lich nor a demi lich, which you would have been by now if after Road Rules was finished, you'd have started working on on soul
2: bonding. <laughs> You know, know, they never chose me to be on any of those follow-up shows, and if they had... Plenty of
1: time. Yeah. Plenty of time to pursue the everlasting (laughs) everlasting life of lichdom.
2: I can't remember. I might have told you this years ago already, but if they had chosen me to be on one of the real-world road rules challenges, I was going to tell everyone that I had uh, joined a new religion where they did have to, like swaddle me and put me in a hammock and wrap me in in, in papers covered with runes and oh. then dump Coca-Cola all over me and it was sort of like the end or the, um, the, sorry, the beginning of the end of Conan the Barbarian. I don't know if you remember they need to do all this mystical stuff to bring him back mm. after yeah. he was uh, attached to the Tree of Woe I think it's called I was gonna do all that Just cause I thought It would make great tele- television It would just be a big lie
3: And they didn't want you back oh. That is fucking great I don't know I'd if they knew that. I
2: was gonna do that Maybe it got out Cause I, I was I only told a few people But now Now they know That now they'll listen to this And never have me on yeah. Challenge 2021 Or whatever it's called or, or Or the We Want OGs With Mark Long He has Not responded to my uh, Gentle nudges To give me more attention He's, uh, he's negging me, I think, Mark yeah. long. So, so yeah, only, that I idea about, will only I exist.
1: <laughs> There's a wrestling position called the Tree of Woe. Oh, really? Does it, is it painful? You know, the corner of a wrestling ring, yep. the post.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I've been told that that's the hardest part of the ring.
1: Oh, wow, well, the, the post, yeah. According to Excalibur, it's when you're hanging upside down, your your knees are sort of like hooked over the, the ring ropes in the corner, and you're hanging sort of equal, like perpendicular to the, the ring post upside down. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's a tough situation to be in. I've never been in
2: it. So much vulnerability. Your, your genitalia, your knees, your ankles. You've got no means to attack back, really, unless you like punch someone in the feet yeah. as they approach you. Tree of woe, yeah. What what happens from there is is usually...
1: They could be stomped. <laughs> <laughs> the other wrestler could just kick at them or could go into the other opposite corner and then charge at them and, and like, hit them with something. Drop kick, maybe. Oh, man.
2: Wrestling is, is so potentially damaging. You, you can oh, so yeah. badly hurt in that.
1: I once got almost completely choked out that's scary i'm glad you're okay someone tried to pull me over the top rope i say tried they did eventually it was like a royal rumble type thing and i got dragged slowly
2: over the top rope amazing and and you're here to tell the tale what an adventure
1: oh yeah it was meant to look like and it probably did i didn't get to oh no i saw it back It, it looked like a herculean bout of strength from the person pulling me but most of it was me trying to climb the ring ropes like a ladder while my 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 throat was being pulled because he had me by the head and was just pulling my throat <laughs> down onto the top rope good god pulling like tumbling over the top once I reached the tipping point and realized I was going to smack into the ring apron, the second hardest part of the ring. I was so happy.
2: Because you, you weren't going to die, yeah. you knew, at that point. Just badly hurt. That was your your two choices.
1: Yeah, all, all it took then was just, you know, bonk, bonk, as I hit the ring apron and, and the floor.
2: It was real good. Unbelievable. You you are capable of so many things that others would could never do.
1: Well, you're capable of, of hanging out... All of us, having all of us hang out with Brie Larson, apparently.
2: <laughs> it would take take a lot of luck and ambition. I would also try to get a hold of Chris Evans, who has not responded to my tweets, saying, remember when I jumped on your trampoline when you were like 14? Hey, hey if you're ever in town, I don't know, get a burrito. I don't know. It could be fun, Chris. He doesn't, he doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I do try just for, for the for the fun of it. Yeah. You You're good. You're a good man. Oh wow jeez, that makes me feel a lot better. I felt bad before. I felt legitimately guilty Aww. like I was a bad person, but now now you think I might be a good person. That's
1: great. Well, you feel... I'm glad that you feel good. I do. Do The other question, the burning question is, do you feel more famous now that we've done another episode of Boston's Favorite Son? Although we were, we we're kind of low on fame ideas for you today.
2: I think that uh, a lot of these ideas, the Nazi one in particular, would, would bound to bring attention to me and there would yeah, be true. The, oh, wow. the infamy... At the very least, Did you
3: hear that praise. Finally, a <laughs> little, little appreciation for our
2: ideas. <laughs>
1: little recognition. Yeah. Normally, it's all oh the, the police would show up and shoot us.
2: No, almost none of the ideas today. The the ideas were if I if I remember not to to be the recap guy because he's often it's a little,
1: boring. Yeah, you'd be like the Greek chorus of the show. Every now and then, you can come in and be like, "Oh, Odysseus, dressed up like a dancing and danced about." <laughs>
2: The ideas were uh, me in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, me as a as a Nazi, and uh, me selling Brie Larson merchandise.
1: That's basically it. Yeah, with a little lich play at the <laughs> that's end. That's right.
2: That's right. Most of them wouldn't have getting, gotten me arrested. Maybe the Brie Larson one, but that's not really a crime. That's yeah. more of a... If we had more time on the lich thing, then...
1: A crime yeah, would have happened. It would have gone somewhere. <laughs>
2: That's true. So, yeah, I feel more or less more famous without the risk of going to jail, which is great. I had a great time. Hey,
1: positive. Positivity. (laughs) Um, Well, I'll tell you what, Jonathan, now that your profile feels both raised and safe, Mm -hmm. for now, maybe you'd like to tell people about some of the 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 other things. I mean, you've been fucking plugging in. You've been... (laughs) You've been plugging them harder than Glade until now, but can you just
2: give us a reminder? Oh, sure, sure. And and to, to be totally frank, I'm plugging them because the people I'm on them with, these other shows, I really want these shows to succeed for them. I don't really... I've got a day job. I'm not trying to be a, a podcast man. I'm lucky to be on the show with you guys, and it makes people happy. I've been getting tons of fan mail from the show actually for the past two weeks. People uh, DMing me saying it 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 uh, it cheers them up when they're stuck doing terrible work or their family's sick or they're stuck in the in the pandemic and they just can't believe. The ideas that, Jim, you're you're able to come up with and how Con Ed and I react to them just makes them very, very happy. And they listen to each episode a couple of times. So that always makes me want to come back and do more episodes of this. But I'm not hoping that this somehow makes me rich or famous or anything. I'm, I don't get paid a dime to do it. And it's just for fun. And same with these other shows, talking to women about video games, which has at least two fans of this show on it. And that's how they started listening to the other show. I think all of our listeners are just fans of this show that are desperate for something else to listen to uh. and if if you want to be on that show you
0: could have stopped it desperate if they listening <laughs> <this. laughs>
2: They're very, they're very sweet. One of them, uh, the redneck Tonberry, was telling me at length about how much she loves crab nuts and just can't stop laughing. She's a huge fan of Conrad too. She talks about him a lot. Uh, so anyway, fans of this show are listening to that show. Fans of this show are on that show. I talk uh, to women, though the 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 definition of of woman. Is, is very loose if you uh, want to be on the show and talk to me and uh, you, you you I don't really care how you define yourself. Be on the show. We're going to have Casey Explosion on the next show uh, who is oh, both a woman and a sloth. This is wonderful. We talked about Rutger Hauer for a while. Oh. Uh, I didn't know what. I've never talked to Casey before so it was a total cold call for both of us and uh, she cracked me up. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, so that's one show that's on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and itunes and spotify there's plenty of ways to find it you can also just find me on twitter uh, uh at non trotsky i'm always trying to promote the show and the other one two childhood friends i think you both know at least one of them andy Mm-hmm. Hmm. mm-hmm yeah and he's good people. Yeah, he's he's trouble. He I just told a story about him being a terrible, terrible person to me. Uh, that was in the Usher episode. So he, he's good people, but he's bad people, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can say that because I've been friends with them for 30 years or something. So yeah, that's another show. I think that's on Spotify and iTunes. And it's got its own website, uh, com. I think it's a .com. And you can find that. It's a half-hour show. It's us complaining about music and telling old stories about knowing each other for 30-odd years, and it's okay. So thanks for letting me pitch those shows. The people I'm on those shows will, will be so happy because they're you know how hard it is to start up a a podcast cold Mm. where we don't have uh hundreds of thousands of listeners or even tens of thousands where we don't have a lot of listeners so if you can help us get listeners they will be so happy i mean
1: i know how hard it is i've got almost a million youtube subscribers and i can't even get to watch my fucking videos
2: Yeah, you're, a, you're, they're amazed with you, Jim. And I constantly talk about you as a role model that they should be following because you've managed to. Rolly
1: poly model.
2: <laughs> you're not, you're, 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 you're a true winner, in my opinion. I remember, I've told this story a billion times. Do you remember when we were at E3 years ago? Conrad, you might have been there too. And you were like lying in a bathtub and you're like, I don't know if I should do videos. <laughs> And I'm like, you should do videos. You're the best. And you're like, I don't know if people like me. I'm like, they're gonna love you. Everyone loves you. You're the you're the you're the best. We both did a video about a, a sonic event. I posted mine first. People are like, huh, you went to a sonic event. Your video drove the internet wild. Because you're amazing at what you do I could go on about it anyway yes uh, what was my point oh yeah I'm on some other shows even though you're so amazing I've chosen to be on all these other shows instead <laughs> half the time uh, and I hope to do more of this show now that uh, hopefully uh, I'll have more time with, with the day job changes and whatnot. so enough fun of me thank you for letting me plug oh you can plug anything oh, you want yeah Gosh. we've been Gosh. dying to have you plug for a while <laughs> <laughs> you, you did. You did mention that you want me to put a plug in my ass earlier. You said that.
1: Yeah, I mean, anyone's
2: those really. <laughs> yeah, we're not picky. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that. Thank you.
1: I'm just saying it's it's a short dress. You can hike it up pretty fucking easy. Your
2: your dress. See you, your, your yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> see you later. Uh, see you later. You too. Bye.
3: Bye. <laughs> Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened.
0: Look at my shorts, 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 look at my shorts. shorts. Good night, everyone. Boof.